We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. IB Nation, welcome back to another edition of the Irish Breakdown Podcast. That's Ryan Roberts. I'm Brian Driscoll. And Ryan, I am ready to rock and roll, man. I went from last night being like, I have no idea what to talk about today. Because I covered a lot of topics in yesterday's show. And I, I, caught, I said, look, man, team me throwing my back out, all this of my house. I got some business stuff going. I'm, I'm tapped out on topics. I was like, what do you want to talk about? And Ryan said, you know what? Let's do like a buy, seller hold for the show and i was like i thought about it for a second it's like dude that that could be fun right so i came up with some topics and then he was like well how about we kick it off and kind of have the people on the board do it it's like well we'll come up with some they'll come up with some but they came up with a lot of them so we're gonna have a <laughs> we're gonna have some fun with the buy sell and hold today the original plan was to do spring buy sell or hold and that was what was in the instructions but some of <laughs> you didn't read instructions so we had a lot of 2024 season buy seller whole question so what we're going to do is we're going to do spring first go offense then defense and we got a couple you know team recruiting questions we'll dive into 
And then we will do the team ones that people threw out there because they're, even though it was like, that's not what we told you guys to do. The questions were so awesome. So I was like, okay, let's dive into these. So we're going to have some fun today, break it down into three segments. And this is going to be uh, questions from Irish Breakdown premium board members only. So this is going to be from the people that uh, put these questions into the, into uh, onto the, the thread on the premium message board. So uh, it we, doesn't mean we won't, answer some questions, but from the chat, but that'll be super chats and things like that. So we're not going to do a mailbag today. We're going to stick to this, yep. Ryan, because this is going to be a lot of fun. And, and, uh, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm really fired up. You came, you came, even though you're wearing a Philly shirt, at least you're wearing the old school Philly shirt, you know, Pete Rose won a world series in one of those. So I can live with it a little bit. So, um, you ready to roll, man? Yeah, man. Absolutely. It's uh, and it. for people that aren't on the premium message board, one, you should go to boards and you yeah. should sign up. But if you're in the chat and you don't want to or you don't have the means to do so, you can still engage in the conversation and the topics of right. today's show. So feel free to engage, please. Yes, because we want to hear your guys' opinions on these buy, sell, or hold. That's, yep. what, that's partly what makes this, this stuff fun. So, Ryan, what we'll do is we'll start off with the questions from our members. We'll go pretty much in order. And then at the end, yep. there's a couple questions that or a couple buy, sell, holds that we wanted to have that weren't specifically answered, asked in the, in the chat. So we'll get to those as well. But we're going to start off with offense, then go defense, some team recruiting stuff, and then we'll do the, the big picture one. So let's start off today's show with the offense of buy, sell, or hold. The first set of questions are going to be spring storylines, kind of what, we, what we're going to see in the spring. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great, too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. 
Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Buddy Gabrick started this off, Ryan, and Buddy is buy, sell, or hold. We have two of them that are kind of on the same plane, so I'll ask both of them. We'll go one at a time, though. The first one is specific. Buddy Gabrick says, Sullivan Absher beats out either Pat Coogan or Tosh Baker for a starting job. Man, I, I wish I could buy it, buddy, but for now, I'm going to sell it. I, I don't, for one, I th- I think that eventually, I don't know if it'll happen this offseason or not, but I do think eventually Sullivan is going to fit inside because I just think his, I just think his body type, his temperament, his physicality, I just don't think that plays a little better inside. Not that he can't play offensive tackle, which is obviously where he's been at Notre Dame so far, but I think he could be a tremendous asset inside a guard potentially. So I hope that he's so good this spring that he gets an opportunity to compete inside potentially. I really hope that mm-hmm. happens, but I'm going to sell it for now, just based upon, I think that for, you know, justified or not, I do think that Pat Coogan has trust from Joe Rudolph. And I think that he will get the early spot shot at this. I think if that does happen, that's more of a fall camp situation and leading up to fall camp than a spring situation. Cause spring is a little bit more of, what we know, and then letting some young guys try to compete to find spots in the spring. So I'm going to sell it for now, but I hope at some point we are talking about that situation. Agree. The follow-up one was from Hayden32, and and you've kind of already answered it, Ryan. Now, I want to say this first. One of my favorite shows I watch is a political show, and they do a weekly buy, sell, or hold. But they call the show Buy, Sell, or Hold. But then they say, if you hold, you have to do something very inappropriate. They say it's like a violation of the dude code. Holds are okay here. They are not a violation of the dude cold if they are explained appropriately. If it's a used as a cop out, then I may have to, you know, dude code violation. But as long as there's a legitimate justification, holds are okay on a limited scope. But we're gonna we're gonna be bold here. So, so we're allowed I, what two holds? Two holds are yes, the show that, and then one hold on both that? sides of the ball, and then one hold okay. in the team once so you get one. It's you Sounds know it's kind of like your lifeline, right? I'm I'm gonna agree okay. with you, right? I'm gonna sell that. I, I I think you nailed it. I think that's more of a fall camp thing. But here's a follow up. Yep. That was Sullivan, and you kind of answered it. So say it again from Hayden thirty two. One of the young guys pushes Pat Coogan out of the starting guard spot. I would be more willing to buy that one. But again, if we're talking about spring centric, I would still sell it just because I don't think it's going to happen in this duration. Right. I, I do think it can happen though. If someone has a great off season and they lead up and it's just like that kid is getting it mentally. Finally, it's clicking and he's just a little bit more talented than Pat Coogan. Like he's just more talented overall. I think that that could happen this off season leading up into the fall but I just don't think that we're going to necessarily see that type of movement in the spring. I just don't. Th- I just think it's a little too quick. I think it's a little bit too. Joe Rudolph's been now with Pat Coogan for his going on to his second year. Like he just knows him a little bit better. So I think that trust mm-hmm. is just going to be there a little bit. I would have taken by here if one word in the question was different. Hayden asks one of the young guys pushes Pat Coogan out of the starting guard spot. If the answer would have said pushes Pat Coogan for the tarting, yep. tar, starting guard spot, I would have bought it. Because that's to sure. your point, Ryan. It's a push to where now when we go into the fall, let's see what happens. Right. So I, I, that the one move, I would have bought. Because the movement 
Because the moving, movement's going to start next month if that does happen, right? It's not going to be a situation where it's like Pat is number one and nobody else is even close, and then all of a sudden they just completely cut the gap in the offseason, you know, into the conditioning and working into the fall. If it's going to happen, it's you're going to start to see it in the spring as far as at least guys cutting the gap a little bit right. in, that, in that battle. Yeah, Which agreed. is exactly what we saw last spring. I mean, it was... Yep. You know, Billy Shrouth was that number one guy for most of the spring, and Pat Coogan was the number two. And then all of a sudden, fall camp, we get there, and it's Pat Coogan's number one. So to yeah. your point, here's the fun one, a, a, a little add-on, Ryan. If you had to pick one young player, because I I could say, hey, look, you know, depending on if I, – I mean, I could see Rocco Spindler being the guy that pushes Pat Coogan out of the lineup too. Rocco's able to come back yeah. healthy, and Billy Shrouth locks down a spot. It could be an older guy too. So I don't want to completely dismiss Rocco Spindler from this conversation. I just don't know where he's going to be in the spring because he did have a knee injury in November. That's a quick yeah. turnaround for a 320-pound guy to be back in March. So we'll see how that goes. But in the fall, that'll be a different conversation. But if you had to pick one young guy that if, if Pat Coogan is going to be pushed out of that spot, who would be the yeah. one young guy that you would would make would be your prediction that could get that job done? And younger than Pat. It, it- yeah, it, it would be between Sullivan Absher and Sam Pendleton for me. Those would be the two guys. I would probably defer to Sullivan just because I think that Sullivan has a little bit more upside than Sam. I think Sam's going to start at some point at Notre Dame and be a rock-solid player. But I think Sullivan just kind of brings a little bit more upside as far as an athlete. So if there was one that was just able to cut that gap and then really start to take hold potentially of a position into the rest of the offseason, I would go with Sullivan Absher making the move inside, but I would not count out Sam Pendleton as a guy that's a kind of a better version of Pat Coogan. You know, he's super steady, really physical, smart dude, but he's just a little bit more talented than Pat Coogan, in my opinion. A little bit more athletic, a little bit more powerful, yep. a little bit bigger. Yeah, I agree. Similar players, but but Sam's just better in, in all those areas. Yep. He's just younger. That's the only thing Pat Coogan has on him right now. He's just two years older. Agreed. Uh, Agreed. That's it. Hambone 3441, Ryan has a couple. So here's number one, Cam Williams. Yeah establishes himself in the two deep i'm gonna buy that one yeah i'm gonna buy it because i i think that field wide receiver position the z which was formerly the x but now is considered the z in the offense which it now it's back to normal been, but that's <laughs> yeah like literally if you would have asked me for the last 15 years what a z what the z position is i would have been like it's the outside field position that is off the line of scrimmage a ton and short motions and whatever uh, another conversation for another day but i anticipate Chris Mitchell's the veteran. He'll probably get a lot of reps there, and I expect him to be the starter when we go into the season at the Z position. But I would, I would not be surprised at all because I, you know, I had kind of, you know, been told even before because everybody knows that Cam Williams got injured a little bit at the All Star game, mm-hmm. but it wasn't a serious injury, obviously. So I don't think he's going to be hampered for the rest of the offseason. I think he's going to be ready to go based upon just kind of what I knew at the time. So as long as he's healthy, I am fully buying that because I think that he is the easiest projection to the z position outside of chris mitchell his body type his play style that's what you want to see the z so i will buy cam williams in the two deep by the end of spring i'm with you on that ryan i'm gonna buy it as well the only exception could be if there's some player movement let's say Jaden greathouse gets moved out to the z and somebody else is in the the at f position and then i could see maybe cam not being there but i could also see a situation where cam gets a little bit of boundary work this spring as well ryan that's the other thing too okay. is because you yeah. don't you know deon's banged up jaden thomas is a move around guy you know micah gilbert's in his class he could maybe be that guy but i i you know if they're going to be as interchangeable as i hope they are cuz that's something i thought mike denbrock did a pretty good job of it of at lsu was 
you know, Malik Neighbors was not always in the same position. You know, they would they would move him around, right? Yeah. Then I think we could see something along those lines. So that that'll that'll be uh, interesting to see. Second one from Hambone three four four one. Tyler Buckner plays quarterback at Notre Dame again. Selling, baby, selling. I, I think that we are we, we're we're past that at this point, Hambone. I, I understand why it's a question. He's obviously on campus. He's playing with the lacrosse team. He was obviously a very talented football player, you know, at one point at Notre Dame. But I just think that that the whole situation that happened with him leaving, going to Alabama, coming back to be a lacrosse player, like that bridge is just kind of gone at this point, right? Like I'm not even gonna say burnt because I don't think it was necessarily like a you know, a bad ending or a bad relationship, like that type of thing. I just think the bridge has disappeared, you know, like it just isn't yeah. there anymore. So I would be, I'd be very surprised if, if he was, if Tyler Buckner was a part of the football team again, very surprised. Ryan guys don't just quit football and then come back like that again. I mean, there's a reason he's just kind of over playing football and, and, yep. and playing lacrosse. I, I, you know, could I see it? Sure. I could see it, but right now I'm with you, Ryan. I'm, I'm buying it. I'm, I'm selling it. Excuse me. I'm selling it. Yep. Poe Welch, 84, Ryan, says a buy, sell, or hold. A quarterback transfers after the spring game. This is transfers out. Yeah. I, look, man, anytime we're talking about four very talented quarterbacks and we're talking about a a potential battle for the backup quarterback position in the spring, because we're gonna it's going to be a heated battle. I mean, everybody, like, look, Riley Leonard's going to be the starting quarterback at Notre Dame, but – who is going to be that second guy right now? It looks like it's Steve, right? Obviously, and Jelly, he has the game experience. But can he mention year two? CJ Carr coming in as an early enrollee. Like, it, there's going to be a battle as for the backup spot. There's no doubt about it. So, if I had to predict, I would buy that take that potentially there is a transfer. I'm not going to necessarily predict it, but if I had to choose one or the other in the world of college football, the way it is today with the transfer portal and so much movement constantly, I would probably lean more buy than sell at this point i don't like the answer that we're giving ryan but i agree with you it's yep. it's 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 buy it's just the world we live in uh, i hope yep. that we're wrong on this one i i, I do I i'd like to see all four of these kids stay but i just don't i just i'm i'm and i'm glad the question wasn't who transfers or so and so transfers right. because i'm much more comfortable saying generally speaking somebody's gonna leave after the spring yep. Christopher Crosby, Ryan, here's a good one. This is kind of big picture, but I'm going to allow it for this section of the show because it does kind of, I think if the, if it's the answer is going to be started is going to start to show itself this spring. So buy, sell or hold from Christopher Crosby. Charles Jagasaw is the long-term answer at left tackle with so much buying. I'm buying. Yeah. I, I, Look, I, I think that we saw what I needed to see from Charles during his lone starts. You know, there's obviously some growing pains that was anticipated for a player that was literally playing. You know, I know he played a, sparingly before that, you know, a few snaps, but that was literally his first real game action when we're really mm-hmm. talking about that. And obviously his first start. So I saw everything I needed to see. Six, seven, 330 pounds, length for days, athleticism. And outside of like... I don't really know who even challenges as much for the left tackle spot. I mean, I think we're kind of like right now it's, you know, Tosh Baker and Emil Wagner kind of battling for that right tackle spot. I think it's pretty assumed that right now Charles Jagasaw will be the left tackle. I mean, if Gerby Lambert was in here and he was an early enrollee, maybe that's a conversation we could have. But right right now, I I think it's Charles at left tackle. I think you've jump-started the future. And now with the redshirt rule, 
literally a, he played only what a couple football games last year. So Two. he's a redshirt freshman that already has a start under his belt at a paramount position. And I think he's the left tackle for the foreseeable future. Yes. I would also buy that Ryan. Cause I think if Gerby was here, I think the battle would be for Gerby to start opposite Charles, not battling right. to beat Charles out. I think that would be the or conversation. Or even maybe giving him a look inside, potentially, perhaps, like somewhere else on perhaps, the left tackle, yeah. right? Yeah, agreed. Uh, yeah. So I, I'm going to buy that one as well. You know, I actually kind of like the fact that Charles got knocked down, like I think like two of the first three plays of the game. I actually kind of like that. It was sort of that that welcome to college football moment because we're going, okay, how's the big boy going to react? He's never really gone up against somebody that could knock him down before, you know what I mean? How's he going to react? Yep. And I thought it took him about a, a series and a half, maybe two full series to kind of get caught up to speed of game. And after that, he was pretty darn good, man. He really was for, for considering it was his first start as a true freshman and all that. No, I, I thought he looked really good down the course of the stretch of the game. And I, I think that's really important because the one thing that can happen with offensive tackle sometimes is when they're young and they're not challenged, sometimes they can get super robotic with everything they do, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm staying true to my technique, true to my technique. Sometimes, when you get knocked down a couple times or you lose a couple reps early, it allows you to play looser, right? Like, okay, I, I look, I need to harness my athleticism. When, when we're talking about like really focusing on the technique aspects of the game, we'll do that every single day at practice and it'll become muscle memory. But at the end of the day, there's a moment and it happens sometimes in the first start for players. It never, sometimes it never happens. And sometimes it's somewhere in between. There's a point where it's like you get knocked in the mouth and you're like, okay, dude, I got to let loose now, right? Like I got to let right. loose. I got to harness my athleticism. And I think we saw that with Charles down the course of that yeah. game. Like, hey, trust your technique, but also you're six seven, three thirty, and an incredible athlete. Like use, utilize those things to your advantage. And, and you saw some internal toughness, right? I mean, you know, yes. guys that are physically tough until they get punched in the mouth. And then they're like, I don't like that very much. I don't want to do that again. With Charles is kind of like okay, let's let's see how he handles this. Let's see if he's okay with this. And I thought he kind of relished yep. in it. I thought he, I thought it brought out the best in him. So it was good to see that. Here's another O line one. This is from Domer Grizz. Buy seller hold. By the end of the spring, the O line will be catching more than they did last season. The O line will be catching more than they did mm-hmm. last season. This was Meaning, sort of coming from a a negative yeah. standpoint. Like he doesn't okay. he doesn't see growth happening oh. in year two under Joe Rudolph. Uh, oh, I, I would sell that very much. I would sell that very much. Look, how good it'll be under Coach Rudolph is still up for a heavy debate, right? Like, is it going to be excellent? Is it going to be good? Is it going to be somewhere in between? We don't know what to, to what level, but rarely ever. Because Joe Rudolph has a good resume, guys. Like we're not. We're, it's not like this kid's. A, it's not like this guy is a first year coach. Where you're just like, I don't. He might not. He might be a bad coach. I think we can at least say that Joe Rudolph is a good offensive line coach. Is he great? Is he elite? We have no idea, right? But year one to year two, you usually see tremendous growth. And I think the great thing about the offensive line down the stretch is we talked about Charles getting a start, but. Ashton Craig had multiple starts during the stretch of the season. Wow. Billy Shrouth had multiple starts. Emil Wagner has started some football games, but obviously Pat Coogan has started a bunch this past wow. season as well. So I think just that maturation, that experience, and then year two under Joe Rudolph, I would be surprised if they take a massive step back compared to our expectation because the expectation based upon last year offensive line is different than this year offensive line because you don't have Joe Walton anymore. You don't have right. Blake Fisher. There are some new starters, but I would be very surprised if, Charles Jagasaw wasn't better than he was last season. I'd be very surprised if Pat Coogan wasn't better than he was last season. I'd be very surprised if Billy Shrout, Ashton Craig, Tosh Baker, you know, Emil Wagner potentially too fighting for for a spot. I'd be surprised if they just weren't better versions of themselves in year two under Coach Rudolph. 
the premise of the question also got into Ryan, the notion of like, you know, we've talked about maybe there wasn't as much buy-in as you would hope from that group. And he said, he's concerned that we haven't heard any reports about, you know, that being dealt with. And my answer was kind of like, well, everyone that that would have been an issue with is not here anymore. So what's the reason of reporting it? Right. I mean, you've lost three of your, of your five starters. You lost another guy that was a veteran that that was part of your rotation. And we saw a lot less catching in the last mm-hmm. three games of the year than we did the first 10 when you had guys that were pro- have been primarily coached by uh, Joe Rudolph. So you'd actually have to ask this five returning starting offensive linemen plus Rocco to regress from what we saw yes. of them the last time they were on the field again in the spring game because, or I mean in the bowl game because even though the, the O-line at times still has that issue of hitting and stopping their feet, they weren't catching. There's a difference. There's a difference between catching because like what what they would do under Jeff Quinn is they would literally step and accept contact. That's not okay. What we saw in the bowl game and late in the year from Ashton Craig and Billy Shroud, and it needs to be corrected, is they would step, initiate contact, then stop their feet. That's different than catching. That's just, okay, you know. This is the next level. You when you when you hit, you've got to work your feet through contact and get to the angles and things like that. That's different than catching. So I right. I have a hard time believing that the guys we saw not catch late in the year are going to all of a sudden start catching because that wasn't really something that I thought was an issue. There are issues that we've seen that I've seen from some of Joe Rudolph's lines at Wisconsin. That wasn't one of them. And 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 so I I'm with you, Ryan. I am selling the heck out of that one. <laughs> Ape Gambino with a buy seller hold, Ryan. The wide receiver yep. portal pickup. So for the spring, that's just Chris Mitchell and Jaden Harrison yep. are good enough that no freshman receivers will be in the two deep after spring ball. Kind of an answer from earlier, kind of answers this, but yeah. let's go with that one. Yep. No, I, I think that we're going to have at least one in the two deep, and I think that it's probably Cam Williams is the most likely. But it has nothing to do with Chris Mitchell and Jane Harrison necessarily. It's more about you're kind of remaking a room a little bit. Like, yes, you might have Jordan Faison coming back. You might have Jaden Greathouse coming back. You might have Jaden Thomas and Deion Colsey, but you still lost Braylon James and Rico Flores and Tobias Merriweather. That attrition is going to leave opportunity up for – Notre Dame receivers coming in and obviously included in that on top of the two enrollees from transfers, you still have some very talented younger wide receivers, freshmen that are going to come in that are going to have to establish some playing time and you're going to have to fight for playing time. So I, I would say that I believe that I am selling this take because I do think that there is going to be a wide receiver, a freshman wide receiver in the two deep by the end of spring, but I'm not selling it for the reasons that you think I'm selling it, right? I'm selling it because I just think it's attrition in the room. I think that Chris Mitchell will probably be the starting outside receiver. I think Jane Harrison will get some play in the slot and obviously as a returner, but I still think that Cam Williams is going to play, you know, and he's going to establish a role. I think Micah Gilbert could fight for playing time obviously as well. So I do think I would sell the take off of the nature of no wide receiver, no freshman receiver is going to be in the two deep, but it's not for the reasons that I think most people would think. I hope that makes sense. It It makes total sense. Yeah. It's not that you don't have faith in the portal guys. It's just number one, the portal guys, only one of them is playing that position. Jane Harrison's a slot. Bo Collins is going to be a boundary and Bo won't even be here in the spring. Bo's not going to show up until the summer. So I, I agree with you. I, again, I, if if yeah. it's not if he if he's not in the two deep, it'll be more about the sophomores, to your point, 
and what I discussed earlier, then it will be because of the portals, the guys, I, right? That kind of kind of off topic, but you know, I, I'm actually very interested to see what Jaden Harrison is able to do for Notre Dame as a wide receiver because I think we we just kind of have an assumption that he's just going to be a great returner, which I think he will be. But I was watching some of the running uh, Marshall's running back Rasheen Ali recently, Brian, and Jaden Harrison's a better receiver than I thought he was. Man, I, I wasn't anticipating what to expect out of him. I think he's pretty talented as a wide receiver, so I'm kind of interested to see if I don't. I'm not saying he'll come in and start for Notre Dame, but right. like he's a lot better but, than I thought but, he was going to be. I, I thought he, Marshall was just as awful at quarterback, like terrible. But could he be good enough along with KK Smith and Jordan Faison to say we're going to get Jaden outside? Now, if Jaden's outside, Jaden Greathouse is outside with Chris Mitchell, now there is a chance that yep. Cam may not be in the too deep right away and is more of a niche player, you know, a, sure. a 10 to 15 snap big play guy, but he's not the part of the normal rotation. So again, I think right. it has more, I think that has more to do with the sophomore class than it does anything else at that yes. point in time. Because if Jaden Harrison beats out Jaden Greathouse, but Jaden Greathouse isn't better than Cam Williams, then then Cam will be in the too deep. And and so yeah. I, I could see that. I could see Cam not being in the two deep because we're going to talk about the end of spring because the sophomore class is the ones mm-hmm. that hold him back. That would be more plausible Great. for me. Yep. Good stuff. Very good stuff. So here's one from DMND13. By the blue gold game, the wide receivers will already look noticeably better from a technique standpoint than they did at the end of the 2023 regular season. Oh, yeah, I'm buying that. I'm buying that for sure. I, I think that, hey, there's just going to be natural things of progression, you know, just based upon working with a coach for X amount of practices, but more than importantly, kind of understanding the expectation all off season, even into this. It's not even just a, a spring practice centric thing. I think this is just kind of the whole standard, right? So I, I am buying that tremendously. I thought that it was pretty awesome to see how much growth you saw just based upon spring, um, sorry, the bowl prep with Mike Brown. So I've been giving him a whole off season and a whole spring practice session to work with those guys. And that does, that also counts, you know, Chris Mitchell's coming in as a six year guy, right? Like he's, he's been working, right? Like he's been working. Jane Harrison's been working. You got a couple older guys that you're bringing into the room. And I think Jane Greathouse is going to be better from a technical perspective in year two. I think Jane Thomas is going to be better working with Mike Brown. I think that Deion Colsey, if he's able to participate, you know, at, at a full scale is going to be better. I, I, I think that working with just with Mike Brown is going to make them a whole lot better in a short amount of time. Yes, I do. Buying. I would buy it. Even if Chancey Stuckey was still the receivers coach, because there's just, just going to be a natural year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, it's not just the end of the year, Ryan. That's the for the returners. But again, Chris Mitchell is going to be better than what they had last year because of what he was already taught by somebody else. Same with Jaden Harrison, same with Bo Collins, that type of thing. But when you include Mike Mil- Mike Brown into the conversation, I think it's going to be significantly better. And and um and, you know, to Dan's question, he did say noticeably better. I kind of take that meaning like it's it's like wow, holy moly, this is a lot better. And I and I think the the addition of Mike Brown makes it that. So it's already going to be better anyway. This is going to make yep. it a big jump in my view. I mean, I would ask even for people that are in the chat, you know, like wasn't it noticeably better just based upon the several practices that they had before the bowl game? Like it was so much better yeah. just in that small amount of time. So I find it hard to believe that it won't be significantly better based upon a partial off season with spring practice like it's i would be surprised if it wasn't a lot better well and as a receivers coach you give me 14 practices if i'm any good at all 
guys that aren't very good route runners are going to look like a lot better route runners unless I'm just not good at my job. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here's another like good one. From... In at, at the at the end of spring as well, so you're giving yes. all that practice yes. time, obviously. Yes. Yep. DMND13. We will have a buy, sell, or hold. We will have a very good idea of the starting five on the offensive line by the end of the spring. I buy that. Yeah, I buy that. I think there's going to be competition throughout the rest of the offseason, obviously, and then into the fall. But I expect. Charles Jagasaw to start. I expect Ashton Craig to start. I ex- I expect Billy Shroff to start. There's going to be a battle at the right tackle spot. There's going to be a battle at the other guard spot, ideally, I hope. Right? But either way, we'll have a good idea mostly of the starting five. Yeah, I think three out of five, you'll have a pretty good idea. And I consider that mostly. It's about 50%, right? So three out of five, I will buy it just based upon having a good idea that at least three out of five will be starters on day one. I'm going to sell, although I agree with your premise, but I'm still taking that as a sell because he says we'll have a very good idea of the starting five. I do think that we're going to have at least one. I'm, my prediction is that there's going to be a battle at right tackle. Not that Tosh isn't going to play well, but that either Emil or Sullivan is going to be good enough to where we're like, this is going to carry into the fall. And I think one of the guard positions that's going to happen at as well. I, I think we're going to have at least two, at least one, maybe two, to where we're going to say, hey, I'm not sure who the starter is going to be there. And so to me, I don't know who the starting five is going to be. So we're we're kind of on the same page on what we expect, Ryan. I just yep. view that as a sell. You view that as a buy. That's fair. Yep. Here's some more O-line ones, Ryan. This is, a, this is a good one. John A1, buy, sell, or hold. Joe Odding will challenge Ashton Craig at center in the battle that will flow into fall camp. I'm selling it. I'm going to sell that one. I think that Joe's future is very bright at Notre Dame. And I think that he is probably going to be considered. And I would consider him the next guy after Ashton Craig. Cause I, everyone knows if you followed his recruitment, I'm very high on Joe outing the talents. And it was always just about, could he gain the necessary weight while his weights already getting up there? You know, he's adding a, a good amount of weight to his frame, which is great to see. But I think that Ashton Craig showed himself the last three or so games of the season that he has a lot of upside that he brings to the table. And, you know, due to his play, it was part of the reason that Zeke Carell left, who was a fifth year senior, right. And, and, and that type of situation. So I think that this is Ashton Craig's bat- job to lose this off season. I believe that he will be the starting center in 2024. I think that Joe can have great growth in this off season and continue to grow and to continue to get bigger and stronger, more confident. And all those things could be very true, but also know the fact of like, hey, 
it's the Ashton's job, most likely to lose here. So I'm gonna I'm gonna sell that one. The way the question was worded, I'm absolutely selling yeah. it because I have yeah. a lot of faith in Ashton Craig. However, I will yes. say this: if Joe Odding is pushing for a starting job, it won't be pushing Ashton Craig out. It'll be a lot like what happened with Zeke Carell two years ago. It's more about Joe outplays one of the two guards. And so they decide to move Ashton to one of the two guard spots or Joe to one of the two guard mm-hmm. spots. I think that's more likely than Ashton not starting. That's that's the, the thing about this, Ryan, is it's not always this guy is battling for this job, this guy's. So, like, if let's just say, you know, they decide to put Sam Pendleton behind Billy Shrouf in spring. Billy plays really well. Sam plays really well. And you're like, those are our two best guards. It's not like, well guess our second best guard is going to have to stay as a backup to the other guy. No, you move one of those guys to left guard. Same thing here. And this is what happened two years ago when Jared Patterson was out for the spring. Zeke had such a great spring that it was kind of like Zeke's not better than Jarrett, but he's better than the guys that would be playing guard. So we're going to move Jarrett to guard and let Zeke stay at center. I think that would be more likely than him actually pushing Ashton out of the lineup. I think it'd be more about maybe he gets – he pushes Pat Coogan out of the lineup or you know somebody else out of the right. lineup that Ashton then slides into that person's role because I've we've been we Ashton could easily play guard at Notre Dame, Ryan, easily. Yeah. But maybe Especially it's Joe that moves now. over to guard. I, exactly. Yeah. So I think that would be more likely. Here's an, another be a lot of athleticism if that oh, if that ever happened, yeah. that would be a lot of athleticism on yeah. the interior. So yeah. I, I also still feel Joe's another year away physical development wise from really pushing for that job too. I think if we're gonna have this conversation, if you ask this buy seller hold again next year, I think my answer might be more in line with what we just talked about. But right sure. now I still I still uh, don't see him pushing this spring. If he does, I'm gonna be really fired up because that means he hits a, a year sooner than we expected to be honest yep. with you, right? Because I, I kind of saw Joe as a two-year developmental guy, just his body coming out. He's I mean, still only listed to like 288. Something. Yeah, and he's still yeah. only listed to 288. So I was, exci- uh, I was excited to see him already yeah. gain like 20 pounds from yeah. when he first and still moves. in Notre Dame. So. Yeah, he yep. still moves. Here's another one from John A1, Ryan. Buy, sell, or hold. Deion Colsey will dominate in the boundary, dominate in the boundary position unchallenged all spring. Uh, selling for multiple reasons. Uh, one, I don't think that it's going. Look, I think that Dion could still be a valuable member of the receiver rotation, but I'm selling just because I have to see it, man. Like at some point, I just I, I gotta see it, brother. Like John, I'm sorry, man. Like I gotta see it. And then two, unchallenged. Like I, I just wouldn't go that far either. I, I think that there's going to be other options that are at least going to be competitive into the boundary to potentially throw out there. So I would love it if all of a sudden everything finally clicked for Deion Colsey and you're like, dang, that's six foot five, 209 pound wide receiver who could run four, four high more than likely is a dude. All of a sudden it would be great, but based upon track record and just where we are fundamentally in his career, I am going to sell it for a couple different reasons there. The, the the language that John added at the end makes this a hard sell for me. Even if I have full confidence and if I'm like, you know what, he doesn't need to show me anything and he's right. going to dominate in the boundary, it's still not going to be unchallenged because you're going to have Jaden Thomas there. Right. And Jaden Thomas is going to play. Exactly. So even yeah. if Bo is the number one, I mean, even if Dion's the number one guy, 
he's still not going to be unchallenged because Jaden's going to challenge him. If you just even even forget the whole show me aspect of it, Ryan, which I'm on 100% on board with you. Everybody knows I, I'm about as big of a Deion Colsey fan as you're going to find from a talent potential standpoint. I mean, I think the kid yeah. could be a stud at Notre Dame. But we're now talking about a kid that's a, a junior in college going into a senior year who has 16 career catches, right? right. It, I, I'm with him where I was with Miles Boykin, right? I mean, with Miles Boykin, it was, yeah, he's got the talent, but he's got to show me something. That was nice he did it against LSU. Just like with Dion, it's nice that he had a, a really good game against Navy, and it's nice he had a really good game against USC two years ago. But, like, he's got to prove to me he can stay healthy, much less yeah. be a dominant player. So right. would if 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 John if John and if if it ends up being to where John's buy sell hold comes to fruition, neither of us are going to be surprised at all because yeah. Dion's got the well at least I shouldn't speak for you, Ron. I'm sorry. I won't be surprised at all. I, I know you've spoken highly of Dion as well. I don't know if you'll be as unsurprised as I am, but it's at yeah. the point now where it's got to be proven that he can a stay healthy and b just consistently yeah. go out there enough on a day to day basis and be the best version of himself. That's something Dion hasn't yep. proven yet. And so until he does, I got to sell. But at yep. the same time, like I said, I won't be shocked if he does do it. I mean, he's got more God-given ability as a receiver to me than Miles Boykin had, in my opinion. He's more natural athlete than Miles was. Miles is more explosive from a testing standpoint. But you know this, Ryan. You watch Miles play. Some routes, Miles looked like he ran a 4-4-3. In other routes, he ran looked like he ran a 4-8. I mean, you just, yep. it just it would kind of vary a little bit. I think Dion's got all the talent in the world, but he's got to show it. Mm-hmm. And until he shows it, I'm in I'm in wait and see mode. But the talent's there. But it, it won't be unchallenged anyway. Even if even yep. if the, the light goes completely on, it won't be unchallenged. When you got Jaden Thomas and Micah Gilbert there, it yeah. won't be unchallenged. Well, I was gonna say when when Jaden Thomas has been healthy, I know he's not the most, you know, the, the easiest translation to a boundary receiver, but when Jaden Thomas has been healthy, he's been pretty good man like yeah, he's very he hasn't steady. been a bad receiver at all it's yeah. like that that's the, the handedly thing i think is what really threw me off it's like you know jane thompson is a good player i have high uh, i have high opinion of micah gilbert so it's it's just yeah i think that even if he dominates it's still not going to be where it's like no competition at all it's it's still going to be a competition for sure irish catholic buy seller hold riley leonard I'm surprised it took this long to get to a Riley Leonard question. Very surprised, yeah. but he has a good one. Riley Le- and I and I like the way some of these got phrased, Ryan. They weren't just like Riley Leonard's going to be really good. This was a really good way of putting it. Riley Leonard shows up on ESPN's way too early Heisman watch list at the end of the spring. Even if he doesn't play well, he's going to be a, he's going to be in that conversation, right? Because he's a dynamic talent who's now going to be the starting quarterback at the University of Notre Dame. I mean, so, yeah, I don't even think Riley Leonard has to play well in the spring to be in that way too early list because you will – I mean, we've seen those lists, man, where you're just like – that. like, it's a deep list. How's well, that guy on that list? <laughs> right. Well, that – and then also it's like 15 names, 20 names. Right. Like, all right, I guess there are a lot of people are for the Heisman this year, right? So, yeah, Riley Leonard, I would be surprised if he's not on one of those way too early Heisman list, even if he doesn't play well in the spring. I'd be surprised. I think that I'm going to somewhat, I'm going to sell your buy because he said ESPN's way too early list. And I could see ESPN kind of pulling some shenanigans if Riley doesn't have a good spring. How about that? 
Um, the betting lists agree completely. I'm going to buy it yeah. though, Ryan, because we d- both are going to buy it. I'm going to buy it because I just think Riley Leonard is going to really play well. And I think he's yeah. going to make plays and, and we're going to get enough spring access to where there's going to be some storylines about how Riley looks this spring. And then if yeah. he plays in the blue gold game, because here's the other thing too, is this assumes he plays in the blue gold game. And if he does, I think he's going to light it up. I can see Riley not playing a lot in the blue gold game and them really trying to get a lot of reps to Steve and Kenny and CJ. I, I wouldn't play him a lot. I wouldn't play yeah. him a lot. I play him first yeah. half. That's it. And yeah. that, you know, yeah. that's it. So that's a good one, Irish Catholic. Ryan S7, Kenny Minchie, buy, seller hold. Kenny Minchie is the quote unquote hyped guy following the blue gold game, meaning. He's the guy that people are going to be talking a lot coming about a lot coming out of the spring game. I mean, I, I could buy it. I mean, like I, I feel like kind of indifferent about it though. I mean, cause could that happen? Yeah, for sure. Could it not happen? Yeah, for sure. So I guess maybe this is a hold in this one, but I could definitely buy it. Actually, no, I wouldn't even be a hold. Yeah, I could buy it. I could buy it. He definitely could be that guy because I think that we tend to in those games, a lot of times, kind of gravitate towards like the flashes, right? Where you're like, oh, snap, who is that guy? And I think Kenny is arguably your most talented thrower in that room, right? Where you could watch him and just be like, you could lose your mind over what he's been able to do on the football field. So I'll, I'll buy it. It's definitely an opportunity that Kenny Mitchell could be a storyline coming out of the spring game. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to sell it but not okay. because I disagree with anything you just said. You know how high I'm on Kenny yeah. Minchie. To me, the quote-unquote, the air quotes hyped guy is why I'm selling. Because you and I both know that yep. when it comes to social media, it's not always the guy that necessarily plays the best or throws the prettiest ball that is the guy getting the most hype. Uh, in this case, I, I think that the hype guy, if CJ Carr does anything in the spring game, he'll be that guy, even if Kenny outplays him. It'll be it'll be that. So, it, but I also think CJ is going to play really well. Also, yeah. So this isn't yeah. me saying Kenny's going to be CJ is going to be better than Kenny. CJ is going to beat out Kenny and Steve. This is about hype. The question was about hype. And if CJ Carr does anything this spring, he will get the hype. Right or wrong, he will get the hype. So that's why I'm going to sell that one. I'm going to I'm going to say CJ Carr is that guy. Here's one I know you're going to love, Ryan. Ryan S7, because first of all, because it's from a guy named Ryan, so obviously that's a plus, but it's also about a guy that I know know you're very high on. So Ryan S7, buy, sell, or hold. Jeremiah Mm -hmm. Love has a play over 30 yards in the blue gold game. Oh, buy. Absolutely buy. Yeah, he because I I think that we're going to see – we're not going to see everything in a blue gold game, right, as far as what the wrinkles are going to look like in the season, different packages, different formations. Like, we're we're not going to see everything, but I think what we are going to see – is that Jeremiah Love can be a, a asset in the run and pass game. So whether it's a zone-heavy run where he's able to break one or it's a screen or it's something with him out of the backfield, I think we're going to see enough of him in different capacities that gives a lot of big opportunities to potentially make a big play in that type of scenario. So get, get by, I'm all in on the Jeremiah Love hype this offseason, man. I'm all in. I'm all in as well. I'm also all in on the Jadarian Price one. Didn't ask about Jadarian, only asked about Jeremiah Love. I'll be surprised if we don't see Jeremiah rip off a big player too in the spring game. Yes, 100% agree with you on that one. So I am buying it as well. Here's one from Stephen B. It's a quarterback question, Ryan. Stephen, yeah. buy, sell, or hold. Steve Angeli holding off Kenny Minchie and CJ Carr by the end of spring. 
I'll buy it for the end of spring. I, I think that what you what you're really gonna see is whether one of those uh, whether Minchie or Carr can cut the gap going into the rest of offseason because that's where you will see potentially there being a new number two quarterback going into the fall or during fall practice. So I will buy that Steve Angeli is the starting second string quarterback by the end of spring practice. Agree. I'm buying it too, Ryan. I think those two guys would have to play so much better than Steve to have beat him out by the end of the 15 practices. And I, I, you know, look, you and I both are, are not super high on Steve Angeli in relation to him being a future starter at Notre Dame to win a championship. But Steve Angeli's not a bum. He also is more experienced. He started a game and won a bowl game. Those guys would have to be so much better than him to beat him out that early. I think you nailed it perfectly, Ryan. It's The question is not whether or not Steve will be two by the end of spring. The question is, as you said, will they close the gap enough to where the summer and then the 25 practices leading into the first game, can one of those guys beat him out by then? I think that's the bigger question. So I'm with you. I'm buying that one. Here's the last fan question or member question for the offense, and then we have two of our questions. This one is from Nathan Milton. Buy, sell, or hold Micah Bell changing positions to wide receiver. I saw this one. I'm selling it, Nathan. I think that Micah Bell is going to compete to being the starting – I think he's going to compete for reps in the slot in 2024. I don't see any reason with – the transfer portal pickups that you've had this off season with bringing in three wide receivers, you know, two of which that will be in the spring and Micah Gilbert and Cam Williams. I don't see the need to make that move, especially because Micah Bell would be a slot in Notre Dame system. And right now Notre Dame has a slot, a lot that's, of slot options. They that's their a lot deepest of slot position options receiver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, I will sell that. There's no reason to move Micah Bell to offense. No, no reason. I, I, I love how the person that asked he it sold his own selling sold it. His own take. <laughs> <laughs> I think um I'm selling also, Ryan, for the reasons you mentioned. I, I, the, here's here's where it could have happened. Okay. So, you know, you bring in Jordan Clark, you've got Clarence Lewis that can play that position. You've got uh, Christian Gray and Jaden Mickey to where if you were hurting at receiver, you don't get Jaden Harrison, you don't get Chris Mitchell, you don't, yep. you know, you, you're you're just you're short on numbers. You don't have those bodies there. Then you know what? This is a dynamic athlete. We got to move them over there. Or if it was, well, we're okay at receiver, but we're also short at running back. So this is a guy that gives right. us some jet options and things like that. Yeah. But they're loaded at both positions. Num- running back more, you know, and, and receiver both of guys yeah. can make plays in ways that you would need Micah to make plays and doubling down on what you said he's also the future at nickel from everything i've been told this offseason and so i'm not i'm not wasting that opportunity he he's also his his offensive background was at running back not at receiver as well so like not only would you be moving him to all from defense to offense you also be doing you putting him on an offensive position that he didn't really play at high school like in when he came out of texas like literally he was a running back like full on inside zone running back. He wasn't really a slot in high school at all. So you also be teaching him a brand new position that he has no idea how to play really. So here's the two staff. I'll buy sell holds that we kind of discussed before. Number one, buy seller hold the transition into the Mike Denbrock offense across the board will be a smooth one during the spring. 
I'm buying it because it's the entirety of spring. I think that we'll see a lot of growth into it. If you ask me maybe the first five or six practices, I would probably sell it because there's a transitional period that's going to happen. But by the end of the full practices, I will say that it was a smooth transition in the sense of they are now comfortable with what the expectation are, what the offense is trying to accomplish, and all the things behind it. So the entirety of the spring, I will buy. If it was a little bit of a segment of spring, I might sell it in that case. Right. If the transition was by practice one, they will have it all figured out. I'm a buy as well, Ryan. I'm a hard buy because what you mentioned, this is not a super complicated offense that takes a million years to learn. And it's just so dramatically different than what they were before. They're not. That's part one. And part two, I think the things Mike Denbrock does fit perfectly with the specific strengths of the current roster. I, I, I think right. that helps as well. I think the receivers are going to fit in well to the things he wants to do. I think the O-line is where the biggest – the O-line and quarterback are where the two biggest question marks would be in general, in theory. And I think Riley – I was talking about this on a show. Uh, I, did, I was interviewed by the CFP Nation guys today, and we're talking about Riley Leonard. And I said, you know, I, I thought Riley Leonard fit into what with what we thought Jared Parker wanted to do offensively. But right. we know he fits in with Mike, what Mike Denbrock has done for the last decade. You know, Mike Denbrock has had four different court, three different quarterbacks go 10 plus touchdowns in a season during his year from rushing. Riley fits even better now into the Notre Dame offense than he did when he first committed to the Notre Dame offense. So quarterback, I think will be a smooth transition. I think offensive line, heavy inside zone, outside zone, counter team that fits in very well with what Notre Dame does uh, from a strength standpoint this past year. I mean, that's when they were at their best, in my opinion, was when they stuck to that type of stuff. And so I think that's another reason why the transition will be smooth. So, yes, by Agreed. the second half of fall camp or, or spring practice, we're going to be feeling very good about the, the, the ability to translate into this offense. This yep. is a little bit tougher one, Ryan. Buy, sell, okay. or hold. By the end of spring, we will be talking about the wide receiver position being a strength of the Notre Dame football team heading into the fall. <sighs> So let's talk, I'm going to use my one. I'm 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 going to use my lone hold on this one because I think that it's. Do I think that the wide receiver position is going to be better by the end of spring? Yes. Do I think that we'll start to be feeling optimistic about it? Yes. But when you say a position of strength, I think that that's now, you know, you're comparing to some other spots that maybe you feel better about right now today than what you do about wide receivers. So I'll hold on that one just based upon the entirety of the question and not just a section of the question. I think the answers in the chat and the fact that you're a hold on that speaks a lot to what you're talking about, Ryan. I literally saw someone buy. First, the responses to that question, buy, sell, yep. hold. Those are the first three answers because I think you hit it correctly. This is what I. This is why I asked that question. It's, well, number one, how will we know? Like, based right. on what? And, and number two, a strength relative to what? Are we going to feel a lot better about that than we do the O-line, the quarterback position? Or is it just a, hey, those are strengths too, but this is also a strength. So there's a lot of varying degrees. I'm actually yep. going to buy it, though, because it was my question. So obviously I'm feeling good about it. And, and, and it's because the one interesting thing, the most proven position that Notre Dame has from a career production standpoint on offense is the wide receivers. Like you've got over 5,000 career yards of offense because we don't, we haven't seen it in a Notre Dame uniform, you know, but we've seen Deion Coles in the past. We've seen Jaden Thomas, but we've seen what Chris Mitchell can do. We've seen, like you said, what Jaden Harrison can do. 
And then, of course, what the young guys did late in the season. So I'm actually going to buy it. I think we're going to be very excited about the receiving core coming into at the end of spring. But your hold makes a lot of sense, right? It makes a lot of sense. We're going to move over to the defense next, folks. But before we do, do us a favor. Hit that like button. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification button. You guys can see all of it right here. Share this podcast. And if you've not done so, today's show is another example of why you need to be a member of the board. And, Ryan, I know you're going to have an intel piece on Ivan Taylor coming up later today. Uh, pro- did it's you already, already on there. Up? Already on there. It's See, already on there, already yeah. on there guys. Uh, so if you're uh, if you're unsure of of where things stand with Ivan Taylor with Chris O'Leary leaving, Ryan has an intel piece. You got very good yep. sourcing on that. We've both been able to kind of confirm that this what Ryan is reporting is 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 what we believe to be the accurate reflection of the situation. So we have that in there, and then he and I are still working on a bigger intel piece that will probably drop either tonight or tomorrow. So you're going to be around for that, but that is mem- that is members board only stuff, which you can find at boards.irishbreakdown.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.